Hey, it's another Victory Sunday or Victory Monday. Action Sports Jacks Pile On Podcast with Brent Mortno and Dan Hicken. Wow, the Jags demolished the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 11-2. and They beat up on Joe Flacco and the Ravens in London earlier this year. And now the statement wins of all statement wins. One of the best teams of the last handful of years. The Jags get a W over Russell Wilson, an MVP candidate, and the Seahawks third of the 24. That was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a great atmosphere. Unbelievable at the bank today. And I think what you said is important to take note of because the Jaguars have benefited from a soft schedule, if you will, but they've beaten the good teams on their schedule as well. And that is a good sign as we head into December and January football because, gang, it's obvious this team is going to the postseason. It's going to happen, and it may happen as early as next Sunday against the Houston Texans when the Jaguars will win to go to 10-4. and But today was a day of rebirth, I hope, for Jacksonville Jaguar football in our city. What a great atmosphere. The crowd was revved up. We both have families in the stands, so we go down and sit with our families for periods of time. And my wife, you said your wife said the same. It was electric down there. It was it was really cool. I think my wife had more fun than the kids. Yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, they they were having a blast. So you know it's interesting. I I think uh, I think you're exactly right. First of all, this is not as much as this is about this football team. I think today and maybe early January if they get another if they get a playoff game. It's about the city. It's about recapturing what was here in the late 90s and trying to make it feel like it's supposed to feel. And it just hasn't felt that way the last decade. Uh, I think I tweeted out once, this is the way it's supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to be packed. You're supposed to be loud. It's supposed to be fun. And uh, not to the fans' fault, this team hasn't been very good. No. But uh, this one might have turned the tide. I think people here on Monday morning, Tuesday, I think you're going to see a lot more jerseys. I think you're going to see a lot more water cooler conversation about the Jags. I think there are some people that said, oh, man, I wish I had gone to that game. I was thinking about going, but I was afraid it was too cold. No, it was fun. It was great. And you know what else we had, Dan? We had an uh-oh time where – the old Jags would have lost. Yeah, uh, You know, they gave up two silly plays, allowed Russell Wilson and Seattle back in the game, yet they were able to slam the door. I think it's just another check mark that this team handles adversity. They're pretty tough, and they're pretty good. I'll get into the game in a second, but I want to make one more point. Think about it like this. We both have children who are 12 years old, and they've been going to the games for all of their lives, basically. I mean, since they can remember. And they've never seen a good winning football team. Yeah. Uh, they were two years old the last time the Jags were winners. They're now winners. And getting back to the football side, it's a great story for Paul Pozlozny, obviously, his 11th year in the league. Never been on a team that won nine, more than it lost. He's, he's got nine wins now. More so, I think he would tell you, he's more excited to be out on the field running around and blasting people, which is what he loves to do. But going back to the game, good enough in all phases. Today, to me, was a day for the offense. I thought the offense... When they had to, I thought the offense generated points. I thought the offense had explosive plays. And even more specifically, number five did it again. He's playing the best football of his career. Yeah, I think there was a couple big notes. One, Patrick Omame was back in the lineup. Yes. So this, for the first time in two months, I think it is, they had their starting five. Yes. The starting five that ran out to the rushing lead in the NFL at 165 yards a game or whatever it was. The the starting five that helped Leonard Fournette get off to 
a great start in his rookie season. And you know what Leonard Fournette did? 101 yards, 24 carries. He looked like he was better, but I think you have to give a lot of credit to this line against that defense. But then Blake Bortles, you said it. I mean, he's – listen, you don't – people hesitate to say it. He's playing really good football. He's not throwing the ball to the other team, and I think he's throwing some beautiful passes. That ball to Keelan Cole was another great deep ball. And the ball to D.D. Westbrook, everybody talks about the catch, Dan. That was on third down. They milked another three minutes off the clock after he made that throw. That's a touch pass. Uh, I thought that was a fantastic throw. And just like last week, to Keelan Cole kind of in that honey hole spot. Right. That one to D.D. Westbrook might have been one of his best throws of his career. Great throws. I want to talk about him in a second, but I want to put a bow on the offensive line by saying this. The Jaguars offensive line, this group of five, have had four games this year where they've kept Blake Bortles upright. I think that's a franchise record. Now think about that for a second. We had an offensive line that had a future Hall of Famer and Tony Baselli at left tackle and a perennial pro bowler at right tackle and Leon Searcy and some pretty good interior guys uh, at center and the guard spot. So uh, keep that, put that into perspective as to how well, when healthy, this offensive line has played this year, and it's good to see them getting that health back. Hopefully they can stay healthy the rest of the way. Now on to Bortles, who, again, the thing that's hit me in the face, Brent, was that quarterback rating. Because I remember distinctly last week, it was like 119. That's ah, a Colts. He kills the Colts. He's a Colt killer. He's destroyed them twice. But now he's put together two great performances back-to-back. He's not turning the ball over. And if we go back to even May, after the roster was configured – I know I said this, and I think you would agree. If Blake Bortles cuts his turnovers in half, the Jags are at least an eight and eight football team. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's proving true. And uh, but but even more so, what you said, the throws he's making, and the confidence, and the way he stands in the pocket and steps up in the pocket, has been terrific over the last few months. I'm just happy for him because obviously it was a rough year last year. It's been a rough start to his career. Maybe just maybe. You know, we're going to start talking about this, but maybe, just maybe, Blake Bortles is your quarterback next year, too. Yeah, I think. Uh, <gasps> Did well, I say that? Well, I, I've kinda, <laughs> I, I think he's the odds-on favorite to be right now. You have to believe, and, and, and who knows where this thing goes. But, listen, this was a guy that got booed off the field several times last year. Yeah. And now people are asking that very question. Should we be giving him a contract extension? Should we – you know, that's what the, you're going to start to get. Now he has to do a lot more. There's still time here. Sure. But what I think the biggest deal is, and, and make no mistake about this, whatever the players say, Whatever the coaches say right now, if you go back to August, they had all lost faith in Blake Bortles. He threw five interceptions at one practice. Yes. They had, he had lost his job. Chad Henney was fighting for about a week or ten days for that starting job, and I don't believe it was a message. I think that was legit. I think he had lost his job, and he had lost the respect of that locker room. And now you look a few months later, he's breaking down the team in the huddle. Last week, you've got guys saying – Heck, we're riding with this guy. You know, he's great. And you listen to some of the sideline chatter on Jaguars.com. They really genuinely think, like him, number one, respect him, and think he's playing good football. And that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter what we say or everybody else. But when you don't have the trust of the guys in that locker room, which he did not a few months ago, to earn that is a very difficult thing to do. And hats off to Blake Bortles for doing that. And listen, I want to say this, and – I believed it, you believed it, we all believed it. When the season ended last year, we all knew the Jaguars were going to bring in competition for Blake Bortles. Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone came in. Tom Coughlin looked at all the video. 
he decided his best opportunity to have a good football team was to ride with number five. We all scratched our heads and said, what is he doing? I ask you this question right now, Brett Martineau. If Ryan Fitzpatrick were the quarterback of the Jaguars, if Brian Hoyer were the quarterback of the Jaguars, if Luke or Josh McCown were the quarterback of the Jaguars, would the Jaguars be 9-4? and four? The answer is no, right? I don't think so. The answer is no way. No way. No way. No. So remember, he's done stuff with his legs, too. Right. So there's that. There's uh, We've already gone over the free agent signings, the draft picks. Um, I can't believe they didn't take an offensive lineman in the fourth round. I can't <laughs> Well, where would they be without D.D. Westbrook these last few weeks? That kid has Starting got something, and he might have something really special. We'll see. It's a little early, but he understands the position, and he knows, and he's telling himself, you know what, if I can play, I can play in this league. I can make a lot of money for a lot of years. Smoot made some plays today. Yeah, they did. Why are they drafting another defensive lineman? We need offensive line help. Offensive line's playing at a high level. I'm, my point, and I, I go back to this a lot, but I, I feel like it needs to be said because we're all guilty of it. What I'm trying to tell you guys is in Tom we trust. And Dave Caldwell, hey, give him a little trust. Give him a little credit. Dave Caldwell's done some really good things, and this roster – is really good. Yeah, it's a very good roster. And, I was and young. This, as you're talking right now. And young. Can you think of a guy you'd be disappointed in right now? Who's the arrow down on? You'd say Chris Ivory. He ran off 34 yards and got them going yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. You know, I think you would have said Marquise Lee a couple of weeks ago. Well, he's really emerged the last Five, couple of weeks. Five, six catches. He's I mean, held onto the football. Some tough yeah. catches at times. Yeah. So, I... I Norton, I, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, that might be a good one. I mean, yeah. really, it hasn't been great. And yeah. uh, Lambeau's been terrific. Lambeau's, Lambeau's missed one yeah. one field goal. I, I think, think he's like blocked, fifth, right? I, I think he's 15 out of 16. I think he is. So and he's been fantastic. They, uh, I can't find Marone. an arrow down on anybody. I really can't. Well, and actually, what I was going to say, too, and Doug, Doug deserves a ton of credit. I think he's doing a great job. He's yeah. pushing the right buttons. Coach of the year he, candidate. He played the Michael Bennett stuff up this week. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. Because that sticks. These guys are. These guys are a feisty bunch, chip on their shoulder kind of bunch, swagger guys. They want to go fight you. Yeah. And to play the Michael Bennett said, most teams games in the NFL come down to one point, except the Jaguars. You usually beat them by fifty. Right. He brought that back up, and I mean it's just kind of a silly little thing you think, but he played it up. Who did he do that earlier? Was it the Bengals? Who was he it? He did it. Uh, Blake Bort with Burfecht said about Bortles. Right. And it was he the challenged Bengals. Bortles, yeah. and Bortles had a great game yeah. against Cincinnati. Yeah. So some of those buttons he's pushing is working, and I also got I continue to give a nod to Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. He's figured Blake out. His relationship with Blake is important here. They like each other, and they know what each other does well, and they want to keep saying it's the first year of the system. It's beyond that. His mechanics are good. His knowledge of the game is better. He, Nathaniel Hack has done a good job. Uh, listen, up and down. I mean, who, what can you say? Todd Wash. Todd Wash doing a good job. they got to fix those these explosive plays. There's yeah. now five of them in the last three weeks, which yeah. against a big-time defense shouldn't be happening. And also, Joe DiCamillis – is a great special teams coach. They feel I feel like they do razzle dazzle on every single kick, every turn, every week, <laughs> every, every week. week they do. It's they fun. tried it on a kickoff today, right? It's fun. So yeah, it, it, it's all the buttons are being pushed correctly. It's everything's going their way. They're going to the playoffs. They got a real chance now to win the South. Tennessee's maybe their luck is right. They've won a lot of close games. The Jags are beating people. They're not the Jags, that good. They're not that good. And and. If you can somehow avoid that game at the end of the season mattering, listen, 
If the, here's what I'll say. I believe Tennessee is going to lose to either San Francisco or the Rams. Maybe both. But if yes. you can beat Houston and San Francisco, I think that last game won't matter. It won't. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you beat Houston and San Francisco, I'm confident that Tennessee will drop one of these two. I believe that, too. And that would be a big deal because uh, it's still a big stage in Tennessee. Then all of a sudden you're locked in in the three seed and you go to Tennessee. The game doesn't matter. What Do you, do you rest guys? What do you do? I mean, the whole context of that game changes here's incredibly. What we, here's what we found out, by the way, on Sunday night. A couple of things I know the fans really want to know about some of this stuff. One one is just common sense deal. Uh, that two-seed is pretty much done. Pittsburgh won another close game, although it looked like they were about to mm. open the door with Baltimore. But um, but that's done. That happened on Sunday night. Close win for Pittsburgh. They were incredible in close games. You're not getting that, even though New England and Pittsburgh play. Uh, so it's a three seed or a five seed for the Jacks. It's boiled. Looks that's like it. it. Yeah. They're going to the playoffs. It's a three or a five seed. Yeah. Um, and, and that is going to happen. The other thing is this. I firmly believe that game will be flexed on Sunday night, the last game of the year, to go on NBC, which we don't really like from a business standpoint. We'd like the game on CBS 47. Plus, we'd like the game not to be like as the clock strikes midnight going into New Year's Day. Right. But uh, I think you will see that game flexed. I think there's some conversation about it now. Uh, and although it's not a guarantee to mean something, right. they have to decide, I believe, by next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, okay. next Tuesday. And uh, I, I think I right think, now they're the favorites in the clubhouse to be flexed. And I think you're right, but I do believe the outcomes of the games today will make them reconsider just because – is it Carolina-Atlanta play that weekend? Carolina-Atlanta is the other one I've targeted as, as a good candidate. And there's one other game I keep forgetting about. Right. But Carolina-Atlanta – They're all divisional games. Yeah. And, and, and it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, because it's an awful big gamble. The game could really become meaningless. It could be. Which, by the way, on a personal note, chafes my rear end because <laughs> I've got certain plans for that weekend. Well, you I've still spent, enjoy Nashville. No, that's fine, but I spent a lot of money for a couple <laughs> tickets there, Chief. Well, okay? For, for uh, no offense, but I hope that game's meaningless yeah, I guess. Uh, for the Jags. But yeah. I, I still think it will actually mean something. I think the way this shakes out is probably that game in Nashville well, is going to mean and a lot. I, and I will tell you something else as far as resting, guys. Uh, the executive vice president of football operations punched his ticket to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, on a weekend where it was a meaningless game against New England. Yes. And the New York football Giants said, no, 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 we don't play that way. John Madden called him and complimented him. I don't think the Jags would ever play a game like they do the fourth preseason game. Yeah, I agree with I that. I just don't. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't think that would be the case. Either. I think he would want them to get playoff ready, playoff Especially if they're testing. riding high. Now, yes. you got injuries, you might lessen sure. the load on somebody, absolutely. But, all right, well, we won't, we'll know more about that probably next week. Yes. Uh, we'll For now, we just celebrate, we cheer, it's we fun, man. It's enjoy. It's fun, and the wonderful atmosphere that we had at the bank today. This is a statement. Turn on NFL Network. Turn on ESPN. They will be talking about the Jags this week. This was a huge win for the perception of Jacksonville. Huge win in our own city for the perception of Jacksonville. I think this will win a lot of fans over. The next stop for me to get greedy is to see a home playoff game. We'll find out if we get one early January. The Jags have to win the division for that to happen. Uh, We're going to update this on probably Wednesday night. We'll update a podcast. But a quick note. High school football note. Not a lot of other stuff happening. But uh, big shout-out to all the teams that won state championships. We had our annual award show this week uh, for the Blitzies, and our player of the year was Ivory Durham from Reigns. The biggest of shout-outs goes to Duran Wiley, Ivory Durham, the Reigns Vikings. Yeah, That's what Duval County public school football is, is kind of – 
its identity is Reigns football, mm-hmm. and uh, they got it done. Dan, you were down there. Yeah, it was great. I've been to a lot of football games, including the Jaguars, Seahawks. Um, been to some big college games this year, big pro games. That game was almost as much fun as any of them. It was an exciting – the refs ruined it with 32 flags, but I'm not going to start on that. The game itself, Reigns let Coco hang around. They should have been They should have been ahead of them. Coco actually took the lead in the fourth quarter, and our player of the year, our Blitzy award winner, uh, Durham, on a third and long, scrambled backwards into his own end zone, went around end – and ended up at the 50-yard line. It was an, it ran across the field and doing it. To me, it was reminiscent of the Brunel scramble against the Broncos back in 96. It was a terrific play, but then on top of that, on another big third down, he ran up close to the line of scrimmage and flipped it to a running back who got it down to the 8. And then on a third and goal at the 8, he just beat a defensive back over the middle of the field for a touchdown. He was terrific to give Reigns a lead back, but so happy for the Reigns people, the community, uh, they, they were packed down there. Reigns football means a lot yes. to our friends on the north side. And for them to celebrate, and it means a lot, really, they they understand that they carry the flag for Duval County and Duval County Public Schools. So I was happy to see it. Look, we only have two Duval County Public School state championships in Jacksonville history, the 97 Vikings and the 2017 Vikings. Um, we've had other, Wolfson's been to the finals, Sandalwood's been to the finals, Lee's been to the finals. Going into that game last week, we were one and seven all time. Now we're two and seven, and it was great to see. And it was great also, we should shout out to UC and to Bartram Trail and to Baker County, who all had great stories. To get there is unbelievable, and uh, they came up a little bit short, but still, what a fun football season. Two years in a row, we've had four representatives in the state finals, right? Hey, Jacksonville football is pretty good. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. good. And you run into buzzsaws sometimes down in Orlando. Well, but, Venice is a powerhouse. But overall. I American mean, Heritage is a powerhouse. Yeah. A lot teams. of talent. A lot of yeah. talent in the state. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, one, one note about Ivory Durham, by the way, named our player of the year before that title game. Yeah. Uh, just because of the timing of when we have to mm-hmm. do it and get the trophy set. So thanks for making us look good, Ivory, because yes. you really cemented it, I think, on that Thursday night. 24 or 25 NFL players played high school football at Reigns. It tells you all about it. it tells yeah. you everything you need to know. I don't need to tell everybody in Jacksonville about it. But uh, if you're listening from outside Jacksonville, that is a proud program and a big one here in this city. So much talent through don't the years. Don't forget, Congrats Leonard Fournette helped him out, too, with all of his trophies. And some good karma there, you know. <laughs> and hopefully they'll be getting a trophy uh, down the road here in a couple months, too. Jags get a big win. By the way, our dinner on Sunday night, I'm looking at it. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Butterfinger, Baby Ruth, Mini Donuts, Cheetos, Cheese Puffs, and some kettle cooked lays. Fat ball season is officially um, celebrated here. Marcel took some kettle chips and disappeared for a couple hours. So <laughs> that's all I know about that. Hey, that's all we got. Jags win. <laughs> they are nine and four. First place all alone in the AFC South. More in the Pylon Podcast with Brent and Dan coming up later this week.